Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Claire Marquick, and this is Real Life Business. Hello and welcome to episode number 20 of the Real Life Business Podcast, the show that helps you juggle your business with everything else that goes on in our lives. I'm your host, Claire Markwick, business coach to proactive entrepreneurs looking to have a business that serves their lifestyle rather than one that takes over it. And this week we are back to our normal interview format and we are chatting with Joanne Holbrook about building our capacity in business. Joanne is a mum of two and wife to a US Army officer. She spent half her life in South Africa, born under the controlling apartheid government, and this experience, coupled with the world travels that come with military life, have led her to experience many different parenting cultures, which then became the inspiration for her book, Your Passport to Parenting. Joanne is an author, keynote speaker, parenting advocate, and entrepreneur, and talks to us today about how she could not possibly have imagined where she is right now, even just a few years ago, which highlights the importance as an entrepreneur to just start. I know that you're going to love this conversation. There are some awesome takeaways here, so sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome, Joanne. Thank you so much for joining me. We have been trying to tee this conversation up for a while now, haven't we? But you've been busy recording your Audible book, which I'm sure we're going to hear more about later on. But how about we start? You're in Hawaii right now, but as we heard in the intro, you've kind of lived all over the world and sort of your family's been traveling around, bringing up your children in all sorts of different countries. Why don't you fill us in a little bit more about some background of how you've got to where you are right now? Yeah, yeah. How, how did I get here kind of thing. So thanks yeah. for today. I'm really happy to be here. I, um, yeah, so I'm South African originally. Um, I was a professional dancer and I went to, at 26, I decided to go to London um, to dance there for a while. I worked there for three years, met my husband. He's in the U.S. Army and uh, we moved with him every two years mm-hmm. um, since then. So we were in North, well, we were in Germany, then we went to North Carolina, to Kansas, to Washington State, to England, to Germany, to Virginia, and to Australia, and now we're in Hawaii. So oh, sort of my goodness. pretty much how it all happened over the last 16 years. <laughs> It's crazy. I'm Growing up, um, my dad was in banking, so not military at all, but in banking, and we moved around um, the UK a lot, you know, so it was, I think at one point, my son was asking me just yesterday, how many schools did you go to, mum? And mm. I was trying to work it out. You know, it would have been at least four primary schools. And by secondary mm, school, we'd, we'd stayed put. But um, it's a big deal, isn't it, moving around? And that was just moving from town to town in one country, but moving countries, not only moving yourself, but moving kids, moving your entire life. I mean, I guess it's something you kind of get used to, do you? Or is it still a big thing? No, I don't think you ever get used to it because every country is different. You know, there's no like check checklist that you go through. You know, every country's banking is different. Every country's tax system is different. Every country's 
cars are different and and everybody even just you know it's getting your car on the road they have different rules and different licenses and you have to get a new driver's license every time and you've got to get new telephone numbers and new banks and new 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 so your dentist and hair appointments and you know all of this there's all the legalities like you know, in the UK, you need a TV license, but in other countries, you don't. There's all these rules that you don't even know are waiting for you. So I don't think you can get used to it. I think you just get better at asking the questions. Yeah. You know, you know what to ask, you know, you know, you get burnt. I mean, how many times I've been fined? I mean, I probably have spent so much money on being fined for not knowing to ask a certain question. So you learn how to, uh, how to get better at asking more, which mm. is actually how my book came about because I got really good at asking questions. There and that's go. sort of how it happened. There's a nice segue there. Why don't you tell <laughs> us a bit more about your book? <laughs> yeah. So basically exactly what I'm saying, you know, every time I moved, it would be different schools. Well, the school systems are different. So I really leaned on my community, my new community. I leaned on women, uh, teachers, um, mentors, all these people. I leaned on them because I needed them to help me get into this new environment. And I only have 24 months to settle my family, put roots down, make them feel like home. Um, you have to make home really quickly. So I would go and ask these parents, hey, how do you do this here? And what's the culture here? And oh, um, this at school is called this. Well, I didn't know that, what do you do? And you land up asking, and I got into a, an asking habit mm. that I didn't even realize I was asking people, all the time about how they did things or if I'd see them doing something you know eventually um, if I saw a parent doing something I'd be like hey how did you get that or um, one of my original stories in my book is from my landlord who had an amazing relationship with her adult children and I went up to her and I said how did you get that because when mm. my kids are adults I want that and she gave me amazing advice which I put in my book too so you know all over the world and different cultures and different incredible people they have amazing things to share that I implemented in our family and shared with other people and slowly the stories just came pouring out of me <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah it's uh, it I can't imagine the the, the sort of the, the, that cycle that 24 months like you said having to kind of make home so fast and and be settled I think uh, there would be lessons in that that translate to to business and or would translate to everything wouldn't there and would you say you've had to learn to be comfortable with the uncomfortable you know comfortable with the not knowing just just comfortable like you say in your sort of way of approaching things by asking lots of questions yeah, and I think, you know, I've really learned to move forward, do things and have no expectations on the outcome because not mm. everything is going to work out. And I think, you know, I started a business when we were in Germany um, and then I brought it to the US. And then when I moved to Australia, I started another business with a book and my coaching and my courses um, and all of that. I don't think I would have done that had I not started this whole journey because, I don't, I start things with zero, zero expectations on how they're ever going to come out. It has been my secret superpower. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And, and 
I'm really curious because, um, you know, I come from a, an accounting background, business, traditional business studies background, and it's like, okay, well, we, we've got to think um, business, we've got to have business plans, we've got to think this, we've got to have that sorted, we've got to have that sorted, we've got to have all our ducks lined up in a row. How do you balance that because I think that's something that a lot of people can really struggle with, isn't it? There's so much talk about this. Um, just let's just start something. We don't need to know how it's going to work out on the one hand, but then there's that very traditional mindset of you've got to have a business plan. You've got to have things planned out. You've got to have a budget. Where's that balance? Do you think, you know, I think, I think you have to have both. I, 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 I very fly by my seat in my pants, but I do plan. Um, and, but I don't plan with the expectation that that's the way the plan's going to go. But right. I have a very, like, you know, the whole, you're very lucky. Well, I planned, you know, like kind of thing. You always hear people, other people, oh, that she's so lucky, they're so lucky. You know, yes, because maybe you took the opportunities that were offered to you that weren't expected, but you had a little bit of a baseline plan. I know my husband is a super planner. Yeah. Um, and I think that that helps because, um what, what if you have an idea of where you want to go, but you're still willing to take the road less traveled? I think the balance is that, and you don't always get it right. You know, sometimes I, I sometimes I make bad choices. You know, and I just like, at the end of it, I'm like, well, that was stupid. You know, and then, okay, now I'm going to try this one, and you know, fifty percent of what I do is a waste of time. But I just don't know which fifty percent. You know? Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, everything just leads to the other, but I do plan. I do, when I, when I move, I plan, I plan, um, my family, how am I going to get them settled quickly? I plan my, my book. I gave myself a timeline. What happened in that timeline was chaos. It was just all over. And it was just me going in directions that I didn't know, but I had a timeline. So there is a balance on that. You absolutely right. And, and, um, I think you have to dream and have big dreams and big goals and big planning, but you also have to make sure that you allow the unexpected to come because sometimes things come that you couldn't plan for and you couldn't Mm. dream. I mean, I've just been um, put into multiple languages, translated into multiple languages. I couldn't have dreamed that two years ago. Mm. And, you know, had I not been open to things coming in I would have probably not opened that door um and it's interesting isn't it It, it, had you had thought that or had you had known that at the point of writing it might have even determined or uh, contributed to how how you wrote or or not in as much as thinking oh well what's that going to when that gets translated into that language what's that going to mean maybe I shouldn't share that story because uh, you know and it it would it it could have caused all kinds of issues couldn't it so I think that's a great example of just I could not agreed more yeah (laughs) absolutely and it would have and and you know I actually started writing just so that my daughter my son would have the stories one day when they were, were adults That's how the book started. And it didn't start. Then I thought, oh, you know, I'll just do this. Oh, you know what? I met a writing coach who introduced me to a publisher. And I was like, well, you know, I would just, you know, as long as I like die one day with my book on my shelf, that's enough for me. And then it became, oh, wait a minute. What if I helped one family just find a little balance and a little more fun in their lives? And then it became like, well, what if I helped... 10 families. And then Mm. my publisher said, your book is a course, you should absolutely 
bring the course to life. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Never. It's just a book. It's going to be on a shelf. That's it. That's it. And slowly I had to build my own capacity to be able to hold the space of a book, an author, which was a new role. I'd never thought of it of myself like that. And then I had to be like, oh, okay, but now I'm a coach and a, and a facilitator oh, and I do these courses and, and my, my capacity had to grow. And that was the most interesting part of my journey, I think, was the fight that I had of no, but then everything just leading me to that, you know, and finally launching my courses this February. Um, that, th that was the hardest growth point. Isn't that interesting from, and now these aren't the words you said, so please, if, if it's uh, the wrong words, please forgive me. You know, you, you've gone from, um, from, from mum writing a story, writing, collect, collating stories, writing stories that you want your kids to be able to read when they're older and look back on and, you know, and, and, and feel something when they read them to author to like you said then it's it's upscaling again to course creator coach facilitator upscaling again that's a that's a big they're big steps aren't they there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes in those mindset jumps and it's in two years and wow. you know I actually decided to take this month off so that I could just stop because I'm on this wheel of excitement and letdown and failure and success daily. And, you know, unfortunately in all business, we all have these dreams, but we never stop and go, Oh, I made that milestone or I made that milestone. Mm. You know, I, I published the book in Australia. I remember the box arriving and I never sat down and had a glass of champagne and went, my, this is my box of first books. It's a big wow. moment. I went, right, where am I going to be? And I just went on and I hit the next milestone. I was like, right, wh where can this milestone take me? And I just went and I decided it's been two years now since I started writing the book. So year published, two years exactly that I started, that I made the decision to write the book. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to stop and see where I want to go from here and mm. what's coming up is just really interesting of like oh oh I've done all that like it's just enormous to just give yourself that opportunity to go what did I do right what did I do wrong you know maybe have a, a glass of bubbles and go you know what you did it regardless you know um, but it is interesting to to allow yourself to to see the growth that happens oh. slowly. I mean, I'm sure with your business too, it, it's if you went back to your beginning. Absolutely. To, and I, and I, I, I haven't taken this month, a month off consciously to reflect on my business and think about my business, but I have scaled things back because we've been going through other things that, you know, my, my son needed my attention sort of thing. So I've been focusing a lot on him and unconsciously that's given me the space to think about my business and to think about, well, what parts of it do I, do I really love? What parts of it don't I love? What parts of it could I improve? What parts of it do I want to focus on? And it's, it's really interesting, isn't it? When we do give ourselves that little bit of headspace, all these ideas start to start to come, don't they? And we, we were talking just before we sort of started recording about our book, You're a Badass at Making Money. It's been the book recommendation of a couple of episodes. So I was like, right, okay, I better listen to it. 
And um, in that, she talks about um, the power of putting ideas out there to to the universe kind of thing. And it might sound a little bit airy-fairy. And it, I, I know that if I go back five years, the, the five years ago version of me would have just been like... <laughs> But I think when you do start your own business or when you do start a a project, you've got to, like you said earlier, you've got to open yourself up to opportunity, haven't you? And you've got to be prepared to take one step forward without knowing necessarily what the outcome is going to be. You've just got this idea of, of what you want the future to look like, but you don't necessarily know how you're going to get there. I think that's a, it's a really brave thing to do, isn't it? It is. And, And, you know, um, A few years ago, I was working in a marketing department for an events company um, in North Carolina, and we we were having an event, and I decided it was for for children, a children's organization, and I decided to email Hershey's. Um, and I had this thing called the dream list and on it, I would, I would email and for Easter, I emailed Hershey's and I, every day I emailed them and I said, Hey, we're having this event. We'd love you to be there. And eventually they sent me a mail back and they said, okay, please stop, stop messaging us. And then the next minute my boss starts calling me and she's like, there's a truck that's just arrived and they've got all these Hershey's products outside where we're going to store them. And it was all for this Easter event. And from that day, I realized I, and and every day I used to email someone different, like, what if I can get this from this? And what if I can get this for this kids? And I would be doing this. And with my book, I took the same thing. I decided every day I do something that sounds outrageous. Mm -hmm. I have a dream list and I either mail my book to someone, I um, email somebody that terrifies me and I I do it. And the minute I hit the send, I disconnect from it. There is no attachment. There's no anything like that. It's just called my dream list. And um, I just keep on thinking about that Hershey story of just that one thing that happens that you just don't expect, you know, have that dream list, have that outrageous do that outrageous email or put yourself out there and then walk away. Just have, cause you can't attach to all of them. Otherwise you become exhausted with want and desire. And I want, I want, I want, I want a dream. I can't, why can't this happen for me? And that's exhausting. You can't, you can't run a business like that. You know, mm. you have to be able to just be like, nah, what happens happens. What doesn't, doesn't, I'm going to open myself up and just walk away. Totally. You know, Be grateful so. for where, where I am. Uh, and that, that's something that I know I've learned from, from my business journey. You know, everyone talks about the roller coaster, the ups and downs, the good times, the bad times. And, you know, we can't control everything. We can only control our attitude to it and, and all that. You know, we've heard that so many times, but I think until you actually experience it for yourself, it doesn't, doesn't fully sink in, does it? And, one thing that I have learned along the way is to always be grateful, always see the opportunity. And it's not about, it's not about being positive all the time. It's not about pushing the crap away when there's a bad, you know, when something bad is happening. It's, it's, it's dealing with that. It's letting those emotions flow. It's processing them, but it's seeing what is the opportunity here? What, what has the universe sent that to me? for in order for me to learn who do I need to grow into as a result of this so all of this pain and all of this suffering or all of this anxiety or all this worry all this fear wasn't in vain have you had 
you're sort of <laughs> acknowledging what I'm saying on the video here. Have you had ex similar experiences where I, there's been I really think, tough times that have led I think to so. something? And I think exactly what you've said now about the pain and the suffering, everything else, I can't deal with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want to. And I know that, you know, everyone says you have to, you know, sacrifice for your business and you have to, I don't want to, I just want to enjoy this time. I'm having fun. Having a business is such fun. Yeah. I don't want to suffer, you know, and, and I'm going to make choices that, are going to be gentle on me and gentle on my family. And, you know, if I'm, you know, sacrificing and suffering all the time, I want to have fun with this. You know, yeah. I want to, part of my message in the world is that, that you need to have more fun being an, a parent than being a child. And, you know, if I didn't walk the talk, that would just be ridiculous. So I think that's why I do two things. I try and not attach to the, to the, to the outcome. That's my number one. And my number two is I build my capacity. And that is something I'm really exploring lately is mm. becoming that bigger version of myself, that, that, that young, that young me two years ago, you know, two years ago, <laughs> but it does feel like the young me because that girl could only handle the book in her children's hands. My capacity wasn't big enough to handle the book in worldwide distribution mm. and on audible and in multiple languages, that capacity has grown. And I let that capacity grow naturally. I don't force it because I'm going to retreat back and make myself small again. If I think that it's something I can't handle. So I just, yeah. Sorry, I totally didn't mean to no, cut you off there. No, I just, I, I'm just, I'm just imagining the what my audience listening to this. If there's there's people listening to this that have a business, is at a point, and there's a part of them that that knows they need to become more for their business to to become more. That knows they need to send a scary ass email or <clears throat> have a scary phone call with a supplier they would love to have stock or something like that. What a, what advice would you give to someone like? Like that how do you begin to grow into the person you need to be I think that I, I I think that if it's for you it's gonna happen whether you push it or not mm. and if it's not for you it's not gonna happen so make the call and be like I'm gonna do my best right now gonna do my very best and if it's not for me the door's gonna close and I'm gonna go find another one because that that suffering of I really want the supplier to take my product I mean, it's, it physically hurts you, you know, it can. Um, and, and, and I think that if, if it'll have, if it's meant to happen, it will, but doesn't mean you sit back and do nothing. It means you have that dream list. You find those people that scare you, you know, you do all that stuff that scares you in the moment and then you let it go. And that's the hard part is just doing scary things and, and letting it go is really hard. It's really hard. hard I do, do I do like how you've sort of approached it. And uh, again, if I misunderstood a little bit of what you said, but it's like doing something every day. So just do a, a little, a little something every day, like send one email a day or um, reach out to one person a day. It's not like you have to sit there and do heaps of scary things. And like you say, physically put yourself under stress and strain and anxiety and pressure 
day in, day out. It's like, okay, today I'm going to stretch myself and do this. Today I'm going to stretch myself and do that. It's just little things that are going to slowly get us out of our comfort zone, isn't it? And just, I guess, help us stretch into the person we need to be. Yeah. And, and today I sent, I, I pitched ideas for some articles of reporter, for reporters. And that to me is a little scary because it's really putting yourself out there. Yeah. Well, I did too. And then I made a cup of tea and I hadn't thought about it again. And, <laughs> you know, because I just let it go. And, and actually someone was asking me to send me this, this article that I'd written for this um, reporter. And I was like, I did. Did I? And I couldn't even remember doing it because I disconnected and walked away so much that I had to like go through my sent items and sort of be like, oh, well, oh yeah, <laughs> I wrote this. That's you know? I did. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice because I did it. It scared me and it was done. I really like how you say you sort of detach yourself from it once you've done it because that that in itself then releases you doesn't it like maybe it gives you that that freedom or that space to grow or for that activity to kind of integrate if we do something scary like say pitch an idea to someone who scares us um and then we sit the whole time checking our inbox or have they read it yet have I got that read receipt yet I wonder what they're going to think of it maybe I should have said this maybe I should have said that that kind of defeats the purpose I feel and I think that nine out of 10 times, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, if you send out 10 emails to suppliers, nine of them are most probably going to say no. So you're going to feel beaten nine times. You know what I mean? Where I just assume that the 10th one will come. I'm just Mm. focusing on that number 10. Like it's a numbers game, you know, as much as you put yourself out there is, you know, most of it's going to, not everybody's going to see what you have. They're not going to see what you're saying. They're not going to understand you. And, but that one person might, yeah. you know, and that's the one I'm looking for. I'm not looking for the nine who don't see what I'm trying to say, you know? So I feel like, I feel like that detachment is really keeping me sane and happy yeah. and all of that but how where where has that come from do you think because I think that, that is a learned skill isn't it that not not everybody not everybody has that not everybody has that ability to kind of block out the nine no's and focus on the one yes I, I would say as a general society we're more likely to focus on the no's than the yeses as as sort of proof um, that oh maybe I'm not cut out for this how do you get that internal strength to say no that doesn't matter they're not right for me where do you think that's come from or is that something you've always had do you think no, I think I think it's just life, really. You know, I've always been a brave person. I always mm-hmm. have been. I've always done. I think it was from my dancing days. You know, going to audition after audition, and you're too big, you're too small, you're too you're too pale, your hair's too this color, your hair. And eventually, I just got. I went into auditions, and I was like, well, it's probably not going to work out, but I'm going to get a free class out of it. I'm not going to have to pay for a professional class, you know. And or I'm going to meet someone who's going to help me in a year t- year's time. I never really went into the auditions ever with an expectation that I was ever going to get the job, mm. um, but it was a free class. And in those days, you know as a performer you had to pay for class and like yeah I'll do it um but I also think moving like we have I've had to close one chapter to start another and unless you physically close the chapter with all the good and the bad and the missing and the and the regrets 
you can't start the next one. So I think that's also a part of it. And the other thing is I do a ton of yoga Mm. (laughs) and yoga teaches very much disconnect of expectation. And um, I think all those things together have, um, have made that easier for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, so, I often, or I often, I always ask my, ask my guests, you know, what, what helps you ride the roller coaster of, of life and business? And I think you've sort of almost answered that there, but what is it for you? That's your, that's your sort of inner, inner strength. What's that, what's that inner drive that keeps you going when, when things are really tough? I think it's really my, my, my kids and husband, to be honest, it's that Mm. sacred space, you know, um, to, to have the communication lines open enough in the home that I can, I can be anything in front of them all, all the time. I don't always have to be super mom. You know, everyone's like, you wrote a parenting book, you super mom. No, no, (laughs) no, no. I, I think that just having that, that sacred, that space that you're always safe. And if the world is going crazy and you've had 10 no's and some of them hurt, some, I won't lie. I mean, I have, I have had some of them burn Mm. Um, and I can just go into that little bubble of our family and tell my kids I failed hard today. And, you know, they start counseling me eventually, you know, (laughs) because it's just nice to have that, that space that the world can't touch you. I think everyone needs a place where the world can't get in, mm. you know? And, and for me, that, that's why I'm such an advocate of, of what I write because that's what the book is about. It's creating that space of your, you, you create your space that is just you. I think that's you know? awesome. And then you can go out in the world and get burnt and you'll be fine. That's because right, because that you've got that support. Space is untouchable nobody can no one can break that so I'm okay to go out and dream big and and carry on yeah (laughs) I think I love that I think that's awesome and I want to pick up on something that you said there because I think that again is something that's really important and it's 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 part of the ethos almost of where where this show came from you said you know you're a you're a parenting advocate you've written a parenting book um, but that doesn't mean you're the 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 model mum or you don't have your sort of like crazy mum moments like that still happens you're human and and I think that's that's the whole point of what I like to get across in these shows you know even though I'm a I'm, I'm a coach like I'm a business coach like I still have ups and downs in my business I still need people to support me I know all the theory of human behavior that doesn't mean I operate perfectly every time and I think that's something that we can sort of that can be something else another weight on our shoulders doesn't it you know it's like I'm a I'm a PT I'm a gym instructor I'm a um, I'm a cafe owner I'm a, um, a shop assistant I'm an accountant you know we've got to do everything perfect because that's what we are but that's just not real life is it you know I've really been exploring that lately with the whole perfectionism thing which is so boring nowadays and and anyone who you know I see people someone called me a perfectionist the other day and I was so offended and I came home and I said to my husband how could that offend me so much I mean I came home and I felt like they had just told me like I was ugly and and you know I dressed funny I was it was just that and and I realized that for me like the idea of perfectionism is, is is trying to find the faults 
It's not trying to be perfect. It's trying to see how many faults you can find to fix. And, and I don't think that that is, is, is what any business owner should be doing. I don't think perfectionism is something we should be striving for because it's, mm. it's a negative emotion for me. It's a negative. It's got fear. It's about finding faults in things. It's not just enjoying what you've done. And I mean, business owners underestimate themselves every day because they have done something big. Just look at the big stuff. And yes, there's going to be faults. Yes, you're going to be scared. That comes with it. Don't do big things and think that you're not going to be scared and there's not going to be fear and you're not going to, you know, look bad sometimes. And sometimes people are going to watch you fall down, Mm -hmm. you know, but the big thing is you started. And I think that, 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 you know, the, the coffee shop owner and the business owner and all of that, if they just focus on what is not perfect, which is what perfectionism is, that they are, um, it's going to be really, that's going to be a lot of, a lot of stress that they don't need to add to an already busy life. It is, isn't it? It's, it's again, uh, we talked about a few different um, points on this issue. It's balance, isn't it? Because I'm a big believer in what we focus on is what we get. So if we're constantly focusing on our problems, on our flaws, on the things we find challenging, if that's what we're focusing on, we're going to get more of that. The universe is going to throw more of that at us because that's what we're choosing to focus on. We're going to notice all the things that are wrong. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that we can't improve does it 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 doesn't and I I think again like there can be this very black and white it's like well if I if I can't focus on the things that that are wrong or that I'm not good at how can I grow um but we we can can't we we've just got to shift our mindset a little bit and and again that sort of comes back to your what you were talking about earlier with your capacity and your, your willingness and openness to experience something that you can't quite fathom how you're going to do it yet (laughs) you just know you've got to grow into that person yeah and I think you do have to just build your capacity that's I really I really feel like that is what it's all about is just becoming stretching yourself to the point that it feels uncomfortable and then you're like oh this feels good now and then stretching again and, and all of that but I do think that changing the mindset if you if you're in a negative mind space which we all are at some point and to go oh okay this is not good for me I'm not feeling good in this situation okay now I need to stop and like I'm doing this month what have I done right you yeah. know more than more than what have I done wrong I know what I've done wrong I felt those. I felt those the failures. And, but what did I do right? Those are the things that we don't often um, spend time on, you know, looking at, oh, I did this right. And that felt good. Okay, I'm going to do more of that because that felt yeah. good, you know. And, oh, this felt really great. And, okay, I'm going to do that. But the failures, I don't need to think about them again. They've been dealt with. They're gone, you know. They, <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they hurt in the moment and, and yeah, they're not, they're not coming back. But I'll make I'll make new failures. There'll be new ones to to deal with. <laughs> we don't we just we don't need to dwell on them. <laughs> we don't. We don't. And I th- I think that's great advice, isn't it? For for being that role model for for our kids as well. Um, just focusing on focusing on like I like to put it like w- taking one step forward at a time. You know, comparing ourselves only to ourselves in the past you know it's something I talk to my boys about a lot in terms of because there's so much 
grading at school is so much you're on this reading level and you're on that maths level and you're on those level spelling words and you're on this and you're on that and I just I, I don't like the culture of comparison that it's that it's breeding and so I sort of try and get our boys to focus on just look at you just look at where you were at the start of last year and where you are now and focus on that comparison and then have a think about where you could be this time next year and what do you need to do who do you need to be what do you how can you grow into the person that's going to be achieving that next year and just focus on our own journeys is what's really important isn't it absolutely and and I think the other thing there is to let them celebrate other people you know um my my son is a big baseball player and one of the boys in his school got into this huge program and my son immediately I could look on his face he just went I'm not good enough you know Mm. it wasn't even in his age group it was nothing but that was his first thought and I said to him let's celebrate this boy because he has worked hard he has done well let's go hang out with him he's doing well let's go let's go and hang out with the people who are doing it really well and be in awe of them instead of judging ourselves against how we haven't got there yet not that he's even in this right grade to get there but immediately that self-doubt I could just see it all over his face and I think even as adults we have that you know we I I know I look at other authors and I'm like oh man they're doing so much better than me but Mm. it's not a competition I'm doing just fine you know I want to I need to go hang out with them and explore how they how it feels to be in their space. What do they do? How do they think? You know, there's so many great people out there that we that we don't hang out with because they're intimidating or because we don't think, you know, but we need to be around these people that, you know, and if they're good people, they're going to share with you, you know, and help you grow. That is exactly right. That is exactly right. And but I mean, I think it's I think it's natural in some ways to um measure ourselves isn't it you know like this this podcast for example it's really easy I log onto my dashboard and I can measure the downloads I can see Mm -hmm. how many people have listened to it and I can be you know on the one hand I could choose to think oh my god like only that many people really like look at that show there doing millions of downloads look at that show there but again it, it's that same example with the baseball isn't it it's like they're in a completely different league like it's it, it, I can't possibly compare myself to them I can be in awe of them as you say I can model their thinking I can model how they do things I can go hang out with them if they host mastermind programs and things like that but my journey is is my own your journey with your book is is your own your kids journey with their sport is their own everyone listening to this we're on our own journey aren't we and I think that's a really important thing to remember can I tell you a secret yeah I've never counted how many books I've sold really never (sighs) and I will never I never want to jump on that because I know myself I know that once I start counting I'll never stop Wow. And I vowed when I got to, when I sold book one, I went, that's all I need to know. Cause my goal was to sell one book Yeah, <laughs> and I sold one book and I've never counted. I have no idea how many books I've sold. That's, and I don't want to know. <laughs> that, now that that's something that I'm like, wow. <laughs> and Maybe. it's the question people ask me the most. It's the number one question I get asked is, how many books have you sold? Because for some reason, that's a, measure. that's a measure. What I do count is the emails I get from moms going, oh my God, I just had a, I just had a breakthrough in my family. Mm. Those are the, that's what I count. I don't count 
I don't count the book sales or the audible sales or anything. I just, I think that's another really important lesson that we can take from this conversation. What you've just said right there, it's, it's Mm -hmm. focusing on the metrics that count, isn't it? Not necessarily the, the metrics that society says we should be measuring, like measure what matters to us in our businesses. I think that's great advice. You've probably, um, again, you've probably answered it through the conversation, but it's something that, again, that I'm asking all my guests is, is what, what are your non-negotiables throughout the day? What, what keeps you in the right mindset in this seemingly really healthy, positive growth mindset? What are the things that you absolutely have to have in your day? I, I do yoga every day. It's just my only quiet time. Um, that I can get just to just check in with myself and just be like, how are you doing? <laughs> how are you feeling? And, and sometimes if it's a bad day, then I, that my non-negotiable is that I don't do anything that day. If I'm in like a, you know, we all get in those negative mindsets days. That is my day. I don't touch the world. Um, that is something that I really commit to. Um, the world only sees me when I'm when I have something to offer them, not something negative. So um, the other thing is um, the evenings are very important to me. Those are my non-negotiables sort of mm. from dinner time. That is, that is my non-negotiable. I don't, people often ask me, can you do this interview this time? And can you do this here? And I'm not doing that because I got four more years until my oldest is out the house and to oh. university. And that's sacred time for me in four years chat to me after five o'clock you know what I mean like like that to me is um that to me is 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 very important you know it's but it comes back to that planning thing you know yes I'm do it all but but my planning is I've only got so many years that my children are at home with me um I'm gonna really miss the dinner time rituals that we have you know um or the morning times or driving them to school for me is my favorite time of the day because I get them in a little contained environment where they can't go anywhere and (laughs) you know but I'm only going to have that for a little bit of time so I'm going to use the time so my non-negotiables are use the time I have while I have them and then while they're at school I I, ha- I can, I go, I go, you know, I, I see how I feel. Some days I'm braver than others. And some days I just want to crawl into a hole and hide. And, and I that's do. okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love, I'm really, really enjoying this conversation. If people want to find out more about your book, if they want to read or listen to your book or find mm. out more about what you do, how can they get in touch with you? I am on all socials under Your Passport to Parenting. And I have my Audible is on only on Audible. I got an exclusive with Audible. Um, so you can just download that. I, I actually really prefer the Audible to the book. Um, I'm getting a lot more feedback because um, he, there's more of emotion in the book in the right and, and you actually read it you actually narrated it I yourself, did. didn't you and I, I love that when, yeah. when authors actually narrate their books themselves because you yeah. hear that that passion and and you hear all that tone in their voice and you hear the feeling behind the stories and things it's yeah I love that yeah it was it was a great journey I'm so glad I did it myself it was huge huge undertaking it was a while but I am so happy I did it myself now so I I remember seeing your social media posts where you're like hiding in your like walk-in robe because it was the most acoustic (laughs) 
<laughs> the best place for acoustics and things. Yeah, I was like, yeah. well, man, that is real life. That's why I need you it on was, this show. It was real life. It was real life. It was in my closet. And um, because of the clothes, it's it's perfect sound. And, and it is a great, they did do a great job. The company who recorded uh, were amazing. So, uh, no, it was, these, it was good. We have these, like, um, well, I do anyway, these sort of images of these people um, reading their books in this, like, fancy studio with all this equipment and things around them. And you're like, no, just me with my jeans and my trackies and... <laughs> The dog sitting outside and the cat scratching on the on the door. No, it was all real life. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now we'll, um, po- I'll post all the links to your yeah, contact yeah. details and everything in the show notes to the episode as well. So anyone can just click on that and get in touch with you very easily. But before you go, I did spring some um, my my five hot questions on you at the start of this. So. <laughs> Are you ready for some quick fire questions? I am. I am. Awesome. Now, obviously, other than your own, um, tell us about a book that you would recommend everybody read. Oh, I, I have no doubt with this one. Um, it's my favorite book of all time. It's called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Reese. I have read it probably 10 times and every time I've read it, it sounds different depending on what's, what's going on. Um, and it's basically four agreements you make with yourself to live a happier life. And the one is um, be impeccable with your words. So also don't, don't speak badly about others, but also don't speak badly about yourself and dumb mm. yourself down and all of that, which was, but he writes, he writes such a beautiful reasoning. The other is um, don't take anything personally, which has been the hardest one on this journey for Ooh. me to learn. Um, and that one has been amazing. And then don't make assumptions, ask questions, find out, don't just assume, you know, you know, that was a big one. And the, all of these, all of these in business, I think are magic. Mm. Um, and then the other ones always do your best understanding that that will be different each day. So when you're ill versus when you're having a great day, but if you can go to bed every night knowing you did your best, you release yourself from regret. Yes, that's so, so important, isn't it? So I think that's my favorite book of all time. And I think in business, I lean on them all the time. That's one for my Audible list. That's <laughs> <I just laughs> it. wonderful. It's wonderful. <laughs> song. This, is a, this can be a challenging question for some. What about a favorite song of all time and why? You know, I, I don't have one of all time. I'm a musical nut. I love musical <laughs> So right now I'm all into, I, I'm still into um, the Greatest Showman soundtrack. I don't know why, but I like to sing along to show tunes. And like I have a, my degrees in theater and dance and I performed for many years. So musicals for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it holds a special me, place. They're just happy. I just like happy music and, you know, my old, my old days in the theater. So, so I, I definitely say that right now. I, Million I, Dreams I, is actually one I've been listening to over and over again from Greatest Showman. So oh, that's I also relevant it. to business owners. It's about having dreams that no one else sees and just keep going with them. Yes. I love, I, I absolutely love listening to musical soundtracks because I mean, obviously it, it, it's a story. It's a progression of a story, isn't it? And he's just all songs, I think invoke so much emotion, but musical theater, like those songs, it's, a, I don't know whether it's a, the journey through a 
group of songs I don't know what it is you've studied it you probably know the psychology behind it but there is so much energy there isn't there and I have been known to belt out a few greatest showman tunes in the car (laughs) as I'm driving as well so yeah (laughs) so you get it you understand (laughs) totally get it and then looking in the rearview mirror I'm seeing like my eight-year-old going oh mom like hands over his ears (laughs) you're so uncool (laughs) tell us about a quote that's changed your life Hmm. Well, I, I think for for this, I think Richard Branson's say yes when someone offers you an opportunity and then figure out how to do it hmm. um, later. I think that one is probably the biggest because just say yes, you know, just become the yes person and that has been uh, that kind of that theme has has really been coming out through a lot of these episodes particularly with um Suze Chadwick from last week um Mm. absolutely like say yes then work out the how with the um with the proviso as long as that yes is moving you in the direction of where you want to be and you're not just saying yes to busy yourself and actually stop yourself doing what you should be doing Exactly. That's another trap exactly. that a lot of people can fall into, can't we? Myself Absolutely. included. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, when I wrote the book, I didn't know how to. I had no idea. I just said yes and took it step by step, you know. But yes, I did first check in, see if it was where I wanted to go, and yes, then yes. it was a yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so exciting. Here's something a bit more practical. What about a, a piece of tech or or an app or a piece of software that sort of changed how you do business? You know, I'm very um, busy on social media. Like I spend a lot of time on my socials, um, on my Instagram and my Facebooks and my YouTube channel, which needs a bit of work right now um, (laughs) and all of that. But what I use is is an app called Lightroom and um, it, it helps me just take random pictures and make them look a little bit more, um, professional and that so Lightroom and it's a free app and I use it all the time and um, that has definitely helped me because it's quick and easy and I can get on with it so yes that that is something I use all the time yeah I like it I know there's lots of professional photographers in my network probably a few listening to this that would be like clapping and praising oh yes just spending that little bit of time making your photos look that little that step up makes such a big difference (laughs) great tip leave us with a life hack oh something that's a hard one this has been fascinating I love this question I think I've had this one for many years, I think, and it's, this started in London when I was living there and it was always look up when you're feeling down or scared, always look up because, you know, whether you're looking at the sky or the top of buildings, there's always some, some decoration at the top of buildings in a city, or there's always something at the top that is worth looking at. And I think a lot of us walk down, um, and we look down and we get all in our own little space, but, you know, just looking up sometimes just, it just makes you see that you're not that big. You're not that important. You know, (laughs) you're just, you, you're just living your own little life and there's such a bigger world around you. Um, that just puts things in perspective. So I always say just when you're feeling down, just look up, you know, wherever you are, just look up. I think that's, Fantastic. I'm looking up right now and I'm seeing, I'm seeing cobwebs in the corner of my room and I'm thinking to myself, wow, what a wonderful home for a spider. Exactly. <laughs> to the positive. That spider is getting rid of all those bugs that you don't want. Exactly. 
<laughs> oh, Joanne, thank you so much. It has been such a such a great conversation. I think there's so much that we can take from this um, okay. and, and apply to all different aspects of our, of our life, of our parenting, of our businesses. Yeah, it's been a great conversation. Thank you. And um, as I said, I'll post all your links, contact links, social links in the um, show notes of the episode as well. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. That's a wrap to episode number 20. Guys, what did you take away from that conversation? There was so much gold, wasn't there? If you've listened to my shows before, you'll know that I pick my top three takeaways from each conversation to highlight at the end of each episode. But this week, I'm really struggling. I think first and foremost, the one that could easily have slipped through unnoticed, but it's a really big deal for me and one that I focus a lot on with my one-on-one clients and talk about a lot in workshops, and that is to celebrate the small wins along the way. We don't have to wait for everything to be done. It's, it's, a, it's a case of celebrating the mess, celebrating getting through the day, celebrating crossing a job off the to-do list that's been nagging us for a while. It's about getting into the habit of celebrating our achievements rather than beating ourselves up about all the things we've still got to do. You, know, you would never, ever, ever say to a young child who's come home all proud that they've mastered their two times tables, you know, you wouldn't say, go you, but hey, <laughs> you've still got your threes, fours, fives, sixes, all the way up to tens or whatever still to go. So don't go, you know, celebrating yourself too much. We would never, ever do that. You know, we would praise them. We would celebrate them. And we need to start to learn to do that for ourselves too, to give us the energy to keep moving forwards. The next biggie for me came from what Joanne said about how she plans her activities, but not necessarily how she's going to get to the outcome. So to me, what that means or what that's about is having an idea or like having a very clear idea of where we want to get to, what what the outcome is that we're trying to achieve, but not to actually attach ourselves to the route that we're going to take in order to get there. Because things happen, shit happens, stuff gets thrown across our path and we can too easily decide that the the goal therefore is not meant to be for us. Maybe we'll say, oh, maybe I'm not worthy of that after all. Maybe I'm not good enough for that. Maybe I'm not cut out for that. But in actual fact, what it might be instead is the fact that that path wasn't the right path for us. So what I took from Joanne's story around what she, what she was saying there is the fact that we need to have a very clear idea of where we're heading, but then we need to let go of how we actually get there. And we need to view that journey as an opportunity for us to learn and grow and almost to expect things to go wrong along the way, but not to let that stop us, to to help that allow us to grow into the person that we need to be. And that leads me really nicely to to my third and final takeaway from this conversation, which I think is, is a really big one and a really important one. And that was what Joanne was talking about in regards to building her capacity, growing herself as a person. 
And this is something we spoke about in episode four, I think with Dave Clare as well, how as entrepreneurs and business owners, we need to be continuously evolving, growing, shape-shifting, changing into the person that we need to be to elevate our business to that next level. You know, we have to upscale, we have to upskill ourselves as a human being in order to expand our business. We need to refine our thinking. We need to upgrade our beliefs. We need to decide that new things are possible. Remember Joanne said when she started to write her book, her intent was to capture stories and learnings for her children. And then she had to upgrade her thinking into, well, what if I could help another family? Or what if I could help another 10 families? And she constantly just had to take those little steps, those little steps, those little steps to upgrade her thinking. And now her book is published in multiple languages around the world. There's an audible version and there's an online course as well. I just, I think it's a phenomenal lesson that as entrepreneurs, we all need to hear. Alrighty then, if this episode has brought up anything for you that you feel you would get value from chatting through, then why not book in for one of my 30-minute business bouncing sessions? They are completely complimentary, completely free, and a great way to start to iron out the thoughts in your head and get clear on the way forward for you and your business. You can shoot me through an email at claire at reignitepc.com.au or you can go straight ahead and book and there is a booking link in the show notes to this episode. All right, if you haven't already, please like and subscribe on your podcast app of choice and remember to share this episode with someone in your network who you think would get value from hearing it this week. I'll be back in your ears really soon and until then, bye-bye.